As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. the beach the only place to read your emails and your tweets it's monday december 21st happy nba eve oh we're so close now i'm jay skeets and alongside me as always tass mellis hey everybody hey tassie we got the bass master ripping them lips trey kirby hey yo hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max Leellis. friend <laughs> Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello! There he is, and here we are on a Monday. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube a little earlier than normal. We see you. We appreciate you. If you haven't already, make sure you check out Saturday's No Dunks podcast with Peter Sawkins from the Great British Bake Off, Trey and JD with the exclusive one-on-one with Peter from again the Great British Bake Off. If you're a fan of that show, that is a blast. That 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 young man is a delight. He I would is like a to delight. Say. No doubt, Absolutely. no doubt about it. Yeah, that guy so, was so nice that he has me considering actually buying a fruit cake during this Christmas season. I thought that after I saw Tass have to eat a whole one during an episode of the Starters, I would never touch one, but. If Peter suggests it, it must be good. Yeah, I, I would just say, even if you don't want to listen to this show, this show, just go and watch it on YouTube and watch JD the entire time. He is smiling like he's the happiest kid in school. The only other time I've seen him smile that much was when Wendell Holland came into the yeah, studio. And from Survivor. It's true. It's true. The top two shows we've ever done. <laughs> so go check out that podcast. That uh, dropped on Saturday. It, it is a lot of fun. Uh, even if you're not, uh, you've never even heard or seen the Great British Bake Off show. He is—he's uh, just a really cool, fun kid, and uh, he's an NBA fan too. You know, over on the other side of the pond. So uh, go check that out. We also—this is big news—dropped some new merch this morning. We got new items available mm. at NoDunks.com. We got like sort of a No Dunks basketball high school gear 
vibe oh, yeah. going here. You're seeing it now if you're joining us on YouTube. Available in three colors. We got the black, the gray, and the purple. Those are our school colors. Um, <laughs> and we also we got like a soft ass crew neck sweater. We got champion shorts. So here's what I want in 2021 with this new available merchandise at nodunks.com. I want to see when it's safe, when we all get the vaccine and we can all sort of have a normal life again. I want to see like a bunch of like no dunks rec league teams, no oh, yeah. dunks three on three teams going to get the gold, going to win the trophy, all suited and booted there in the new material or the new item. So, yeah, go grab those from nodunks.com. And we got, of course, all the other stuff. Tassie got the no dunks t shirt on there today. Pop mm-hmm. in that purple. Looks mm. good on you. Purple mm. looks good. You look like a king, my man. <laughs> cool. That's just my well. natural chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Skeets, you're right. You know, uh, people are going to be making some New Year's resolutions here. I got to get back in shape. What better way to get back in shape by then than by throwing on a no dunks crew neck and jumping rope yeah. or doing some bar three? Can you do bar three in a crew neck, Lee? I don't know. Oh. You might get a little sweaty. Oh, you'll get sweaty. You get sweaty anyway doing a bar three, but yeah, you'll oh, look yeah. even sexier oh, yeah, in a crew neck. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite color there, Lee, of those new shirts? Do you like the the heather gray, the black, or the purple? Which one are you going with? Yeah, I mean, it's tough with colors because they can be very nice for a while and then you go off them. So I do like to stick to sort of the grayer colors because they they tend to sort of hold firm i am like i shouldn't say it but i'm holding up this very solid play one and it still holds firm you know sometimes colors can do that with you you know okay well i'm a fan of the purple like tass has got the no dunks purple on you got that no that new no dunks basketball one with the purple so go grab whatever the heck you want no dunks.com and uh thanks to everybody who sent in questions over the last few weeks. Keep your questions always coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. You know, you usually go beach stepping once a week when the season has tipped off. So get your questions and your comments in. Now, we're going to get to a bunch of questions, Tass. You'll get to our first one. But first, we had some, like, contract extension news that I could thought I could throw at you guys. And you can address it if you want to. I'll just lump them all together. Rudy Gobert, he's signing a five-year, $205 million contract extension with the Utah Jazz. Largest deal for a center in league history. I love how we get these notes now because the numbers are crazy. (laughs) But it was less than what he was eligible for, which was potentially the Giannis like Supermax extension worth $228 million. So Rudy's throwing Utah a little bone here. Then, according to Woj, Kyle Kuzma has agreed to a three-year $40 million extension with the Lakers. This contract includes a player option for the 23-24 season, which is rare for the non-max rookie extension, as Woj noted. And then finally, Lowry Markkinen and the Bulls, unlikely, I guess, to reach a deal on a suitable extension. That's the last I saw from uh, Casey Johnson there. So, Lee, what did you want to address there? Go Bear signing the five-year 205, Kyle with the 340, or even Lowry Markkinen if you want. Well, I'll start with the big one, and I think that's Rudy Gobert, because uh, depending on which side of the spectrum we fall on Rudy Gobert will we'll sort of be how you value this contract. Some people think he's a little overrated, some think he's a little underrated, and but the facts speak for themselves. He's a three-time All-NBA player, he's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year, and ironically, only a one-time All-Star. You know, usually the All-Star nods are harder to get than those other awards, and he's only been a one-time All-Star, but, mm-hmm. you know, he, we know defensively he's one of the most impactful players in the game, no question about that, and he has been for the last couple of years. He's 28, so he's certainly, uh, he's got a couple more years, a lot, you know, probably three or four years, really, where he can still be a very, very good defensive player. Uh, now, you, you mentioned there how he was eligible for that Supermax, and I saw, you know, during the week last week that he was actually holding out for that, but then he told Tim McMahon of ESPN that he didn't ask for that. He was uh, he was always mm-hmm. prepared to go a little bit under to give the Jazz a little bit, m- bit more flexibility, but either way, he's getting paid very, very well, and he's getting paid what a player of his accomplishments, I think, deserves. Uh, so, you know, the Jazz, I would like to see him 
develop some little bit of an offensive game where maybe it's just a little jump hook, something in the lane, because we know that he's limited offensively. He gets a lot of dunks and he gets a lot of high percentage baskets, but he doesn't really have a move, you would say, right now. Now, again, he's 28, so it's there's still a little bit of time there, but you want to see some sort of offensive improvement because I think if he can add some little shot to his game, then the Jazz's uh, the, the Jazz's prospects improve a whole lot. But overall, on the on the on the surface, uh, he deserved that contract based on the accomplishments that he's achieved so far in the game. And you know he's a he's a loyal guy. He's been with the Jazz the whole time, so it was a show of faith in them. And uh, he he was uh, I think happy to get that. So I don't really have a problem with it. Some might, but I, I think that's. Uh, Considering what contracts are out there right now, he's the highest paid center. This will probably last uh, a year and then someone else will <laughs> overtake him because that's what's happening. Everyone's, you know, Giannis is the biggest contract in history and now it's Go Bears and Davis was a big one. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be surpassed. That's yeah. more just a sign of the times. But uh, I, I don't really have a problem. I think that uh, he deserved it and I think it's the right move from the Jazz. Yeah, Rudy was quoted as saying, I want to win. And I feel like leaving this money on the table, actually saying that part I think is interesting, for the team, just to be able to have better talent around me and Donovan was really important. Um, I want to win, and I believe in this group, and I believe in this organization. So he was willing to leave the money on the table for them. Again, a little shocking. You don't hear players say that a lot, Trey. Um, He could have, of course, asked for the 228, and in the end, settles for 205. And I think, of course, that's good for the Jazz. Um, you got a little more wiggle room to play with. You're still going to have massive contracts in your two main guys. Yeah. But but you have a little bit more wiggle room. And it's actually, I think, sort of in a in a good way, probably better for Rudy Gobert. Because like Lee said, you know, he's polarizing to some people. Like, really? $200 million player, Rudy Gobert? But at least it's not the super max. Like, I think that would almost uh, do him a disservice in a way. Him giving a discount, I think, sort of helps him in a strange way, maybe in the eyes of some of the casual fans. So that's what, though? 228 versus 205 yeah. over the course of five years? That's like $4 million. That's another little role player. Certainly that will yeah. help, but I'm kind of with Ty Winter here in the stream team who says, $200 million and you hope the guy can learn how to score? Huh? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a big deal for Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are going to end up making between them, what, $450 million? And that's the Jazz's nucleus right there. They got to figure out a way to build around it. They got that extra $4 million. That'll certainly help. I don't have a problem with it right now, though, either, Lee, because uh, Rudy Gobert, at the very worst, he's one of the three best defensive centers in the league, and yeah. a defensive center is really the only defense that matters. So you got to pony up for it. They're going to regret it a little bit when he's further into his career and he's, uh, you know, in his early 30s, perhaps slowing down a little. We don't know uh, the aging of of um tall guys isn't always the smoothest thing you know so it wouldn't be surprising if rudy slows down a little bit over the course of this contract and they're looking to move him eventually but for now you got to keep your good players around especially in a market like utah so the jazz did what they kind of had to do they got a little bit of a discount it's all good right now and the jazz stay good right now the jazz stay in contention right now the problem will come in the future. As Diggity Danny LaRue always says, it's not the money, it's the years. These years may come back to haunt the Jazz in the future, but we'll worry about that then. You would have never guessed 2020 went like it did, especially for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tass, anything to add to uh, either Gobert or, or Kuzma or Markkanen? Well, it's pretty cool that the Jazz have... All made up. Everything is kumbaya there. It was earlier in the season. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, you know, apparently didn't like each other. They didn't talk after uh, the whole ordeal with the coronavirus. So it's great that they're all good. Uh, As far as this contract goes with Rudy Gobert, one of the best defensive players in the game, no doubt. You're paying him from 29 to 34. He'll be about 34 by the end of this contract. 
on the offensive end, he is what he is. I think you're, we're seeing peak Rudy Gobert right now. Uh, by the end of this contract, it'll look bad if the Jazz aren't good. It'll look fine if the Jazz have gotten better around him because Rudy is Rudy. He's not gonna he's not gonna get any better at this point. He'll slow down at some point. But if Donovan Mitchell and Boyan Bogdanovich, who they definitely missed in the bubble, are good around him, then the contract will look palatable. But when you're paying a guy 40 mil, if the team is bad, then it's going to look gross. Um, so it's really Donovan Mitchell continuing to be great, continuing to be awesome. That'll make this contract look better because we're. We're seeing peak Rudy right now, which is really, really good on one end and and not so amazing on the other end. He's not a bucket on the other end, but everybody has to help him out on that end. And that'll tell you if this contract is good. And and listen, it, it is a good sign and it shows that people can make up and be friends again because, you know, there's a great article by, by Tim McMahon and ESPN when this all went down after Rudy touched all the mics uh, and, you know, was sort of made the scapegoat for the coronavirus. Everything is good there. He's getting paid, left some money on the table. Now it's up to his teammates to uh, to be his buds and to play really, really well. Yeah, this always comes down to, like, what's the value in defense, right? Because nobody blinks when, let's say, inevitably, like, Trey Young gets paid a super max, right? Um, because he's maybe one of the best offensive players in the game. Like, growing into that is what I mean. But then we just said, like, Gobert is that defensively, uh, but, you know, we're hesitant to be like, oh, I I don't know. And, you know, Trey, we always have this debate a lot of the time. Like, is it that important? Is it really, really important to have a Gobert? Well, Skates, as you can tell, everybody actually agrees that offense is more important, which is why when these contracts come up, there's a question about it. But there's not for an offensive guy. Like you're saying, Trey Young, when he gets the super duper max, everybody's going to say, great move. That guy could be an MVP. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, of course, yeah, we're like, oh, defensively, I don't know. Can you? have that big of impact and he i mean he has a hell of an impact of course on their defense so so maybe he's one of the rare guys where it is true and that he's worth that uh 40 million per year but let's hear from you guys and uh yeah not much to add i guess to kuzma and to uh, our marketing but they're out there that's the news for you so let's get to the question stats championship bump is real for the kuz congratulations yeah. to him hopefully he gets paid in 2023 uh, all right first cue we got some doozies here we're talking beard in the first one. What's up, boys? Man, do I have a trade for y'all. A source close to James Harden recently said he'd be open to Philly or another contender besides the Nets. It was also reported that the Warriors made a call about Harden a few months ago. See where I'm going with this? The trade. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. The Rockets get rookie James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, Minnesota's top three protected pick in the upcoming draft, and a couple of Warriors first rounders, while the Warriors get... James Harden. I know I didn't get into the specifics with the picks and it's just the framework, but I'd like to hear an open discussion on this. Indeed, this gives Houston a team with arguably the two worst contracts in the league with Wall and Wiggins. It's arguable. We'll talk about that. But it also gives them an opportunity for a stealth rebuild. Personally, even if the Rockets aren't good with this team, I bet they'd still be fun. Hmm. Anyways, what do you guys think? Looking forward to blasting no dunks all season long. Cue the Kid Rock beat. That's from Jack K. What Kid Rock beat? I think it's a reference uh, to Kid Rock's classic all summer long. Mm. But for me, that beat will always be the Werewolves of London beat. How dare you, Kid Rock? How dare you steal that so-called beat? Uh, maybe Sweet Home Alabama, isn't yeah. that? Uh, it's kind of like a crossover of all three of those songs, yeah. but somehow you call it the Kid Rock beat. Uh uh-uh not here 
That's Warren Zevon in my book. Not on No Dunks Watch. All right, so we, we got a okay. we got a trade here to start us off on beach stepping. Yeah. So you talk about the Rockets, uh, Mister Jack, but what about the Warriors? They do not do this. They don't. Uh, even though James Harden is a great, great player. They've got sort of a built-in bridge with this Minnesota pick and, and James Wiseman and, and picks uh, already made for them to go into the next iteration beyond Steph Curry. I don't think they demolish that to really screw with their system. Uh, James Harden is fantastic, but if there's any other elite, there, there's no other elite team that shares the ball and is based on movement than the Golden State Warriors. And that would just change the way they play big time. I don't, I don't see them just sacrificing the future for this potential iteration of being good. Uh, I just don't see it. I don't know if you guys see it, but I don't, I don't see them just throwing away their top pick here, their number two pick uh, and uh, this Minnesota pick and other first rounders, which, you know, doing a little research, they would have at least one to trade, but I, I just don't think they do it. That's interesting. Lee, do you agree with that? You, like, you don't think the Warriors would want James Harden? Or you agree with Tass? Like, they were like, nah, I don't know. We're, we're, we're good. Well, the Warriors are in win-now mode. And if you can get James Harden, yeah. I think, especially considering they've lost Clay Thompson right now, and it's only going to cost you Andrew Wiggins, who I don't think is a long-term part of their future, and then the number two pick, I think you would have made that trade. Hold on, I thought Andrew Wiggins was going to lead them in score. <laughs> he may still. He may still. Don't <laughs> okay. worry about that. Certain but, scenarios. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Harden, and, and I, honestly, I would love to see this happen just to see Draymond Green and James Harden get together. I think it would be great. But honestly, I think this is actually a move the Warriors would make if they can because mm. it does give them a legit star to pair alongside Steph and 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 you would think that James Harden would go there understanding his role would be slightly different though he would still get plenty of offense, plenty of shots and plenty of opportunity to score the ball and plenty of time to, to go one-on-one as well. So I actually think that uh, if this is on the table, I think the Warriors would make this move because mm. again, you're going to give up James Wiseman. Sure, maybe he might be good, but right now, that's not your concern. You've got Steph in his prime. You've got Draymond in his prime. You're missing Clay. You look at some of those other teams as well, like the Nets, who got much better, of course. The Lakers have, have improved. The Clippers are going to be better. And the Warriors are like, we, if, if a player of James Harden's caliber is available, we've got to go and grab him right now. The, the Warriors have shown that they're prepared to spend the money. I think they go and do this. I think mm-hmm. they only traded for Andrew Wiggins, kind of like why they only signed D'Angelo Russell as an asset for a potential deal like this, you know, because they've got the contract now that can match. So... I think uh, I think if the Warriors want it, they can make this happen. And uh, and if if they do, and if you're the Rockets, I think you would do it as well. I think you get that young pick, you get some future uh, uh, draft picks with that, which they want, and then you're taking the flyer on Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is going to be a hot potato for a while, but why not? You know, if yeah. James Harden wants out and he's gone anyway, that's not a bad package in return. What do you think, Trey? Well, the Warriors would do this in a heartbeat, and we should hope that this trade never actually comes to fruition because we would be back where we were from 2017 to 2019, where the Warriors are the best team in the league with two MVPs and two All-Stars alongside them. This would be a no-brainer for the Warriors to get James Harden for a guy who has never played for him, and Andrew Wiggins, the guy we're talking about, is maybe the worst contract in the league. By the way, worst contract in the league, I hate to say it, It might be Clay Thompson. He's signed to a monster (laughs) deal right now, and he's going to be missing two straight seasons. We have no idea how he's going to come back. Everybody assumes he'll age nicely, but 
Yeah. If the Warriors were offered James Harden for James Wiseman, come on, that's an easy move, and they would be the best team in the league right away. Yeah, it's not just James Wiseman. It's their whole vault of assets. It's everything they have. Yeah. It's not just James Wiseman or Andrew Wiggins or the Minnesota first-round pick. Yeah, it's but plus they, got their hard, pick. they would have Harden for a two seasons after this. They've already yeah. got Steph Curry locked up. They've got Draymond locked up. They've got Clay locked up when he eventually does come back. I mean, And it's going to be fun playing those three guys together. Yeah, it, it's... I, I don't see them doing it. I well, they're not going to do it because I don't think that the Rockets would offer this. But I mean, what's really the difference, James Harden and Kevin Durant, throwing them into that system? It would be the exact same. They're trying to win as many titles as they can with Curry and Draymond Green. Adding an MVP, mm-hmm. that helps. Well, Kevin Durant's fine moving off the ball a little bit. James Harden is not. And that Kevin Durant was in his 20s when, he, when they made this trade, and Harden is not at this point. Yeah. I mean, it all depends how high they are on James Wiseman and, and, a, and a high in theory pick that they're getting from Minnesota next year. And I don't know what that draft class is like. Everybody says it's amazing. But I, I, I'm with Lee and TK. Like, if it's this is here, then they want to win now because they got Curry, you know, getting up there in years. They Like, you're getting another MVP. They're like, I think they would add him instantaneously for this deal. I mean, if it's just Wiggins as really the only player. They're already player. paying Kelly Oubre $80 million this year. Because <laughs> well, they Kelly don't Oubre. care. Put, They've got mad hard, money. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, you can go build another arena with the money, the luxury tax they'd have to pay for James Harden and being in the repeater tax, you could literally build another Chase Center beside it with the money. That would be sure. like a couple hundred million dollars. I'm not, I'm not a diggity Danny LaRue, but the money is ridiculous that they would be paying out for a, a fine team. Good thing Joe uh, Lacob is super rich. He could totally afford it. Yeah. Anybody can afford it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you don't you just don't sound that high on the of what would happen on the floor, Tess. Like that's what I'm getting from you here. Like you're not convinced Curry, Harden, and then Draymond with no clay, like this year, let's say, is like an automatic like title contender, I guess, or winning it, right? That's it. You're, you're you're skeptical. Yeah, they they'd yeah. be up there. I don't I don't think they're a title contender. Mm. I don't think that's so let's hear from the people out there the stream teamers everybody listening tweet at us um I look it won't really matter this hypothetical trade because it's probably not going to happen one I don't think the Rockets would like to send Harden to a Western Conference team I think they would prefer to send him to the east and also I'm convinced guys I don't know if you saw my tweet I thought a Harden trade was happening for sure over this weekend and then I caught myself I said no it won't happen over the weekend It'll happen as soon as we record the Beach Steppin' Podcast on Monday. As soon as we wrap up, say, all right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Getting ready for the season. It'll happen, you know, 15, 20 minutes. You'll see the the Shams or the Woj tweet (laughs) that Harden's been traded to either the Nets or the Sixers or something like that. So it's about to happen is what I'm getting at. In about an hour, James Harden is going to be traded. Murphy's Law, Lee. I'm telling you, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Feel it it's bones. true. It, it happens all the time. It, it happens. happens. Especially the time. Uh, those first couple of years at the starters when we're a little, a little bit earlier on NBA TV and the news would break late in the afternoon. <laughs> Every time. It's infuriating. But maybe we'll have an emergency podcast when Harden gets traded uh, later today as I'm calling my shot here. All right, our next question. Morning, fellas. As a lifelong fan of the NBA, I've always had a way of watching games. Growing up, my parents paid for cable TV, and as an adult, I also paid for cable. But I have cut the cord in the last couple of years here. Now it seems to be the only way to catch games is by League Pass, which is $35 plus per month, Hulu Live, which increased to $69 plus per month, nice, or Sling, $30 plus per month. And then bundling more than one of those subscriptions if you also want to see local games. So my question is this. With the season being shorter, not all teams playing each other, 
well, not really technically true, but guys probably missing games due to COVID and rest and the rising price of watching games. Is this the season to sit out viewing games and consume the NBA solely through podcasts and online highlights? Thanks for all the hours of entertainment, and I hope you guys are staying safe out there. That's from Eddie in <laughs> Chicago. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Winslow? <laughs> Eddie Olchuk, I thought, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Balfour? <laughs> so, an interesting question. Like, Lee, you know, he's making the case, all this stuff. You start adding it up, trying to catch all these games. It costs a fortune. Is is this the year that he should, that Eddie should just listen to no dunks and watch the YouTube <laughs> highlights? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, spend your money on some no, dunch, no dunks merch. That'd yeah. be nice, Eddie. Uh, but honestly, this would have to be the biggest fear for the NBA right now because of everything that's happened in the last couple of years and especially this year with cord cutting that's absolutely happening and then COVID this year people are, are, are trying to uh, save a little bit of money people are feeling the pinch a little bit yep. but also this is something David Stern spoke about a couple of years ago uh, he said that the NBA is actually making it too easy for people to not have to watch entire games anymore because there are just so many highlights out there on YouTube and House of Highlights and Twitter and Facebook everywhere and when you see something like, for example, LaMelo Ball had an incredible pass on the weekend, like that goes viral, everyone's watching that. But people aren't tuning into games for as long as they were in the past. And Ethan Strauss had a couple of articles over the summer uh, talking about this as well, how, how you know, um, the actual TV viewership is changing, shifting, because people consume games in a totally different way now than, than we used to, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. Everyone's on their device, everyone's on their phone, but people don't necessarily watch games as they used to on TV because you can get the highlights and the things that people are talking about so easily. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely a concern and I, uh, I, I'm not sure how the league can now sort of uh, put this genie back in a bottle either because you only have to go to the YouTube channel on the NBA's page and they have recaps of games of 10 minutes long. It's that condensed version, yeah. which is a great way to sort of watch a game if you missed it. Now, if you're a hardcore fan of a team like the Raptors or the Bulls or, or, or you guys, you know, a lot of people tend to watch their teams uh, play most of a game, but they're not necessarily watching full-length games of other teams anymore. And I think that's something that has changed a lot. So um, this is a this is a real issue uh, that the NBA is facing with, especially if they are making it harder for people to uh, watch games in, in terms of how they have to pay for them as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and there was a uh, Tim Cato had an article as well. There's a situation out there in Dallas where uh, local games are blacked out, and then the provider is uh, is in dispute with one of the other networks about yeah. um, getting. It can games be up. a mess in some of these local networks. And, and the thing yeah. is, the thing is, I think what you find, especially now, considering there are so many choices of things to watch, if you lose a fan, and they get taken up by something else, it could be hard to reel them back in, especially sure. if their team isn't playing well and is not going to make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. um, this is this is definitely a big concern for the NBA, not just the NBA. I think I, I think across all leagues as well. So, uh, Eddie, um, you know, I I hope you can figure out a way to make it happen, but I can certainly understand if people are sort of tuning out a little bit this season as far as watching games live on TV. So here's what we do. We just take a 48-minute basketball game. We just make it 10 minutes, and you tell the guys, hey, only highlights. Okay, that's all you're doing out there. All right, no, 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 no fundamental, no very solid plays. Get rid of all that crap. It's all highlights. Okay, go for ten minutes, and that's the live game. Then we just put that up. Uh, Yeah, but what do you think, uh, Trey, about Eddie's dilemma here? uh, With you know, again, trying to package all these subscriptions, and then how do you watch your local game? All that stuff. As long as Eddie's listening to to no dunks, he's going to be happy this NBA season. That's the important thing. But you got to do it all. You got to listen to podcasts. You got to watch highlights, and you got to watch full games. You just miss things. 
if you're not watching the full games. I don't know how he wants to do it. He's mentioning all these costs. There are other ways out there. Uh, if you were interested in consuming some streams, if you wanted to hop on a different stream team, uh, but I don't know. For me, I'm always going to love watching full games. I'm always going to love watching lots of full games. I prefer that to flipping, and I'd rather watch a full game and then catch up on the highlights than the one yeah. I miss. But yeah. uh, just stay subscribed to No Dumps. <laughs> no Dumps? Stay subscribed to No Dumps on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Podbean, on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to the classics. It doesn't matter as long as you're listening to the classics. No, I've got bad news, Freddie. We're going to start charging $99 uh, to listen to No Ducks for the season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good for nice. you. Bad for Eddie. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know Ta a guy. Yeah. Tass, what, what do you think about, again, Eddie's Dilemma? I think Eddie's biggest dilemma is uh, the dilemma of the, the modern consumers that the subscriptions are piling up. I get it. You start to you look at one thing. Oh, yeah, I, I need Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I need that. Oh, I need Netflix. Oh, I need that. Then they all start to pile up. I think what Eddie needs to do, hit the bank account, check what you can cut, slash, 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 because sports are going to be there. Live sports are still extremely juicy for consumers. I, I think the... The decline in ratings in, in 2020 was across the board. It wasn't just the NBA. It's just a weird freaking year. Um, but at the same time, the NBA knows that people are starting to go elsewhere for for highlights. And, and that's why they started putting up 10-minute uh, recaps of games. They yeah. didn't need to do that. <laughs> uh, so I, I think they're on, you know, ahead of the curve uh, a little bit. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, I've even in this preseason, I've consumed highlights uh and it's just not fun the same way it is to to watch a game like if you watched two nights ago uh if you watched lamello ball's incredible pass uh via highlight you'd say well this guy is amazing he's the next jason kidd he's the next magic johnson but if you watch the game you realize he struggles so don't be that guy <laughs> don't don't be that guy who just thinks lamello ball is awesome because he had one highlight He's going to come off the bench this year to start. Good move, James Borrego. He's got to come along a little bit. Uh, so you don't really feel the game uh, it, unless you watch, you know, a good chunk of it. And then you can tune out late in the fourth quarter if you need to, if the game's over, if the Hornets are getting blown out. Uh, but, you know, I think live sports are still going to be in people's living rooms and, and people are still going to consume it. I, ju I just think that's the way it's going to go. And the ratings, uh, it, it was... It was a snapshot of a weird freaking year. And when things get back to normal, you know, ratings will get back closer to normal uh, for, for everybody. But things are going online. I mean, that's just the way they are. It's not people aren't just consuming games on TV anymore. All right. Just listen to No Dunks, Eddie. But keep us posted. I want to know what you end up going with. Are you going to Hulu or are you going League Pass or are you going Sling? Uh, what is your what is your option there? But that's a great point, Tess. I remember when people started cutting the cord, right? Because you were paying what felt like a ridiculous amount of money for your cable package, let's be honest. And then you have like, feels like a hundred channels you never even watch, like what am I doing? So then you get this idea of like, this a la carte, a la carte like option, where I get to pick this and I get to pick that and I get to pick, oh, that makes more sense. But then it just starts adding up and it's like, mm -hmm. this ends up costing me more than what I actually had when I had all, when it felt like I had everything, I guess. Um, it's, it is funny. I, I remember thinking that too. I'm like, uh, okay, I should just get rid of this. This is ridiculous what I'm paying. And I did. I ultimately did. And, you know, we've got like the AT&T TV thing and all the other, half the other subscriptions you've already named and stuff like that. And eventually we'll get League Pass because I want to watch these games too. But the truth is, Lee, too, 
Most people are watching their favorite team, whatever that is. They're trying to watch a majority, I assume, of those games. And then I assume they're watching, you know, the the national games. And that is where it can be difficult, I think, to get those. Like, you're going to want to watch your TNT games and maybe your ESPNs and stuff like that. Otherwise, you're not watching, like, 20 teams nightly, you know what I mean? No, I know, but uh, <laughs> so. the, the, the thing is with the NBA is is the hardcore fans, fine. We, we're going to watch game after game after of game. But you, you can't afford to lose the casual fan. Mm-hmm. That's that's my point, and because there are so many other choices out there for people to watch, and uh, that that's what the NBA has to really make sure that they hold on to and and keep those people engaged as much as you can, because uh, that's a thing. If you go, it's uh, people just find. Well, but they've made the calculated decision, like yeah, to keep them engaged means give them ten minute highlights, I, I, give them I, a bunch yeah. of Twitter highlights, give them all that, yeah. and because they're not going to watch a Hornets uh, full game. Yeah, you know? no, I, I get that, and and that's the thing. That's why the NBA saw what other people were doing. You know, we used to watch Zemo Pierto on uh, on YouTube. Remember, he <laughs> right. used to put up those things, and they had hundreds yeah. of thousands of views immediately. Yeah. So the NBA realized, okay, we've got to get that. But the, the the point I was making earlier is that this is what David Stern was saying: is the NBA at the when Adam Silver first came in, he was like, "We love all this stuff out there because it's great yeah. promotion for the game." But ultimately, as well, it kind of backfired in a way because people then weren't necessarily tuning in to right. the actual NBA product themselves to watch it, and, right, and they, right. so that was costing them money. Yeah. Speaking the, the of whole- costing them money, uh, listen, I'm worried about Matty Austin. As Ty Winter brings up here on the stream team, <laughs> too much media to consume. Long oh, live yeah. Matty O. Matty O is yeah. probably paying a subscription to everything. <laughs> he's got LinkedIn Plus or LinkedIn Connected or whatever that is. Uh, you know, he's paying for everything. I, I, I want. I worry about his bank account. Cut the subscriptions, everybody. One time fees. That's fine. One time fee for no dunk shirt. That's cool. But watch out for those subscriptions. <laughs> I, I heard yeah. uh, I heard Matteo single-handedly kept Quibi open for two more weeks than it should have been. <laughs> Watching yeah, yeah. all of it. <laughs> That's the thing, though, with the subscriptions. Like, we've got Netflix and Amazon Prime. And yesterday, watching Home Alone 2 with the boys, you know, it's another four bucks on top of it. Or you can buy it for ten bucks. Like, I thought, you know, it's like free with Amazon Prime. But once you get into Amazon Prime, you then got to pay I know. again for everything. It's like, I was like, okay, so it's not really, you know, included in Amazon Prime, is it? You know? You're always, you're always just gonna pay an extra few bucks here and there. That's, that's <laughs> I always thought it was ridiculous when you would go to the video rental store and they'd be like, "Hey, you gotta pay for that movie that you're gonna be borrowing." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, I thought yeah, it, they should have a few freebies in there. Well, that? yeah, it would be like the equivalent of like I got a Blockbuster card and I get ten free rentals with it at, at first or something like that. But, yeah, you used yeah. to get the card. Remember, you used to well, we used to get the card in, in a Blockbuster, yeah. and yeah, your, your tenth movie was free. But uh, that's right, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one here. No Donka, inspired by the fact that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are now living together. Ah, ah, you guys nailed it with your idea for a new reality TV series. NBA Sleepover. Yeah, we talked about this rumor that they were living together. <laughs> Written and directed by Matt Austin, this raucous affair will feature odd couples and friends from around the association. Look out for all new episodes featuring Indiana's current and former head coaches, Mates with Nates. <laughs> the two JDs starring James Dolan and No Dunks' very own Jason Doyle, or our favorite, the Holiday Coaches Special, Christmas Eve with the Steves, hosted by Steve Kirby, father of Trey. Wow. Who would star in your fave episode of NBA Sleepover, and what would you name this episode? Burn up Blunts and Pies Sauces. That is from longtime fans Stav and Fee in sydney so nba sleepover 
Heck of an idea. Yeah, it's great. great Five idea. bucks an episode. Let's J- do it. Yeah, JD, what do you think about that? Yeah, we could get that up on all the streaming services. NBA yeah, Sleepover. Yeah. You're a fan? Yeah. I'm okay. a fan, except I'm not a fan of my episode. I have to be with uh, James <laughs> Dolan. Dolan. You guys can jam out. You yeah. on the drums, him on... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does he play guitar? I guess he does. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he fake plays I'd, it. I'd rather it. eat glass. <laughs> okay. All right. So we won't be seeing the two JDs. We'll not be streaming on Hulu for three nine in the foreseeable future i got a couple suggestions i i I really like uh i like theirs but one i don't know who specifically uh maybe sean kemp because he just opened um uh, marijuana dispensary i guess up in seattle but i just want to call it karaoke toki and where we break out the karaoke machine and we smoke some weed and we sing some songs i just think it's a fun name i can't believe that's not a real show already karaoke toki uh hosted by sean kemp um a couple others in honor of the nigerian big man who's no longer with us but truth or yinka dare um bit of a force but uh you play a little truth or dare (laughs) Uh, shout out to matt austin sometimes you got to come up with the name before you come up with the idea (laughs) that's right but this one this is the best one nba sleepover i want a show where we build indoor forts with pillows and blankets and the furniture and we just call it Dort's Forts. <laughs> that one uh, would be a good. good episode. So that's what I got. I don't know if you guys got anything else. That's pretty good. Uh, the only one I would add, Skeets, I want to call my show Jimmy and James. We put Jimmy Butler and James Harden in a house together. And it's a real, it's a fun, odd couple story because Harden always wants to party. Jimmy always wants to work hard and be the man. James says, let's go to the strip club. Jimmy says, let's go to the coffee shop. James says, let's go shopping. Jimmy says, let's go fishing. James says, hey, let's go party with Lil Baby. Jimmy says, let's go to the gym with Mark Wahlberg. These guys disagree on everything, but they almost have the same name, but not really, because it's Jimmy, not James, on Jimmy and James. I like it. Mm, That's a good one. I've also got a Jimmy Butler, so I'll just jump in here. Jimmy Butler and his new teammate, Precious Achua. Uh, It's just simply called Ain't That Precious. Uh, when, When Jimmy Butler is playing basketball at 3 3 a.m precious wakes up and he says you play ball you're practicing at 3 a.m ain't that precious uh, basically, basically it's just scene after scene after scene of them saying to each other ain't that precious okay precious i got i got a butler too uh <laughs> wow sir robert covington and yep. his butler jimmy <laughs> oh jimmy please uh, may i have a coffee please Absolutely, sir. That'll be twenty dollars. Thank you. Yes. So it's like a like the crown or something. Like it's that. like more of a Downton Abbey type yeah, of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, oh, uh, I got a nice alliteration. Bam and pow, mixing it up. That's it. That's oh, all yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> they watch uh, or like read comic books to each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the oh, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee, got anything? Uh, not as good as those. Mine's really only a two-episode series. It's called Sleep Over and Over. It's me sleeping over with Iris and Ilias over and then Matthew Delivered over. I like it. Very nice. I really like it. Okay, great suggestions. I'm sure you guys have more. Tweet them in, at No Dunk Sync. Let us know in the stream team. Uh, you guys will let me know if we get any good ones. We can circle back later. All right, next question here, though. Greetings, gentlemen. Long-time listener from the UK. One of my favorite MBA-isms is the concept of good defense, better offense, which got me thinking. Who is in the good D, better O, Hall of Fame? Now, obvious candidates are your Jordans and your Kobe's, but who else, past or present, deserves a shout-out? Cheers. That's from Harvey, again, in the UK. So, 
Good D, better O, Hall of Fame. Trey, what do, you, what do you think? I love it. That's my basketball philosophy. Defense, it can only take you so far because some people can hit some amazing shots. My good defense, but better offense uh, guy was in the in the Twitter sphere a lot over the weekend. You don't think of him as a lights-out scoring offensive player, but he would be very frustrating to try and guard because you think you have it when suddenly you get dink and dumped by Tim Duncan. Go back and watch the shot where Derek Fisher beats the Spurs on this crazy last-second shot because on the play before, Tim Duncan hits the most ridiculous fall-away 17-footer off one foot, one-handed, somehow goes in, he drains it. It seemed like there were so many times when Tim Duncan, you would have him stopped, uh, and it looked like he was going nowhere. He'd just throw the ball up at the hoop and it would bounce 58,000 times on the rim and then drop softly through. It would be so frustrating because, I don't know, a guy like Kevin Garnett, I remember, said that it was so hard to guard Tim Duncan because he was like trying to move a tree. Like he was so big that you were trying to move a tree and then suddenly he's got incredible touch just to throw it up. He would always find a way to get the shot on the rim or on the glass and then it would just kind of ding, 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 ding and drop in. Imagine how frustrating that would be to see this garbage looking shot go up on the rim and it goes in like 70% of the time. You think you got Tim Duncan stopped and suddenly he's banking you to death. No, thank you. That's a great addition to the good D, better old Hall of Fame league. You got one? Well, it's Steph for me. I mean, when you think about when the Warriors exploded onto the scene a few years ago and Steph had a couple of those crazy plays, particularly that one against the Clippers, remember where he was sort of dancing through the four of them and then just threw the ball up. Even Steve Kerr was kind of like, nah, what? And then it just drains in beautifully. I think that just sort of shows what Steph's done. And he, he's the one who's really extended these uh, the three-point range to where everyone, like you see guys now, like everyone shooting from five, ten feet behind the line. And I think Steph was the first one to really make that a uh, a regular shot in his rotation. You know, he would come down and, and, again, in those 15 and 16 seasons where Steph was just pulling up from like that far out and people were like, nah, that's a bad shot. And he was just making them regularly. <laughs> and now, uh, nice. <laughs> and now, and now you see, you know, now you see Damian Lillard just before a game from half court shooting them as if he's just shooting basically free throws. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think I think that's uh, that's something that's really changed a lot of, of in the NBA in the last you know five to six years, largely because of uh, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. When, by the way, good D better O is one of my favorite things to uh, yell when playing pickup basketball. Like I like when someone is trying to like lock up Kirby, let's say, and I'm on Kirby's team. And they like, it's good defense. And someone on their team will be like, good defense, good defense. And then you score on them. I love dropping a better O, better offense, whatever. <laughs> I love it. I think it's the best thing to say back to somebody that's just dropped a good defense. I think yeah, it's so I just love fun. scoring on guys who think they're playing good defense. Yeah, that's it's great. great. It's great. I, I, I go to that one a lot. Uh, Tass, do you have someone to throw into this Hall of Fame? No, you guys covered all the <laughs> That's ones. all of them. <laughs> I actually thought it was a bit of a confusing question, if yeah. I'm being honest. Uh, like, even like... Like I like I, I like Trey's answer. Even like yours, Lee, of course Steph Curry is an incredibly gifted offensive player. But does he have to be good on D or is you're saying the defense was good on him, but it doesn't matter because he's an elite offensive player? Well that that's that's what I sort of viewed it I know, as is like I know. the defense. Like, because there are times where you look at Steph and it's like, Oh, the de- the defender's right there. And then all of a sudden he just gets off a beautifully yeah. uncontested shot and it just floats through and you're like, Oh right. Yeah, right. what else can you do? You know? Yeah. And, and then that works for the Duncan in comparison to, and even mm-hmm. MJ and Kobe, you could play in theory good defense on them, and they would still you know rise up and tough fadeaway and stuff like that. So one of my favorite uh, good D better O moments of the past, I don't know, five years was Kyrie Irving against the Bucks. Remember, like Brogdon stops him at the free throw line, and mm. it's like, 
all right, you're going nowhere, Kyrie. And then he has this like reverse spin move back to shoot in the lane and he just drops it right over him. I don't know. It's one of Kyrie's yeah. moves. He's he's in the good D, but better oh, yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. for me as well. Yeah, yeah. The, it's the initial stop is there. You've moved your feet, and you're like, you think you've locked him up, and he's, yeah, you got another trick in his bag. Got a counter. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's up, No Punks? I was thinking about how Louisville almost had the Toronto Raptors play their home games at the Yum Center. I was really excited when I heard about this because I felt once it got going, the NBA would realize Louisville would be a great place for basketball. We have such a rich culture thanks to our two great college teams, University of Louisville and University of Kentucky. I believe once they saw how successful it was, it would have to put us first in line in the future to maybe have our own team. I do understand why they decided not to play here, but it made me think, what is the time you wish something had come to fruition? Because you knew it would have been successful, but it ultimately never happened. Turntable, sausage pies, awesome. That's from Zach in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, there was a quick chatter about the Raptors not playing in Tampa, but playing in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I get what you're saying, Zach. A lot of college ball down here. Uh, I'm taking it off the court here for my something that came to nearly came to fruition. Oh man! Uh, for me, Danielle, my wife had a uh, bakery once upon a time. It's called Moo Milk Bar, Milk and Cookie Shop. Um, and around this time of year, it got me thinking. Uh, we used to buy eggnog and then just repackage it and sell it. Uh, <laughs> didn't make it at all. Eggnog is hard to make. It's hard to make good. Usually, people are disgusted by the idea of eggnog at all. Uh, but we used to get this one that was absolutely amazing. It was fresh. It was delicious. And I thought Danielle should make it into an ice cream somehow. Mm-hmm. Making it into an ice cream. Um, I'm not a big ice cream man, but put it between two cookies. And I love an ice cream sandwich. So I wanted an eggnog ice cream sandwich some way, somehow. Uh, Danielle wasn't into it, though. It was. <laughs> she said, hey, it's winter. It's yeah, freezing here. Say- no <laughs> one's going to have an ice cream sandwich. And I said, I 
don't care. Just make a batch for me. Right. I'll throw it in between two wheels and I'll have a good time. I just need one pie. Give me one sandwich and I'll be happy. But it didn't happen. It is weird. I don't know if you ever had a good eggnog, but it's so different than crappy eggnog. Because uh, crappy eggnog is the standard stuff. Nobody cares about it. It's in a carton. It's been sitting on shelves. It's disgusting. But when it's fresh from a farm, it's it's life-changing. It is good. It is really, 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 really good. Was it legal what you were doing? Can you buy a product and then just <laughs> repackage it? I'm just curious. Like, is that? That's what everybody does. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, everywhere. No, you're not wrong. If I mean, Trader Joe's, about- like, is all, yeah, that's not, they're not making it. They're just buying it and then repackaging it as Trader Joe's cookies or whatever. I guess so. I never thought of that. All right. Eggnog. I'd, I would try an eggnog ice cream sandwich. I would. And that I'm, does sound good, but I, I do understand Danielle's point because I was thinking, hey, yeah, what? It's. 50 degrees outside. I need an ice cream sandwich, but maybe a little different in the winter in Toronto. In Toronto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little colder. A little, a little colder. colder. But, I mean, yeah, you, I would have Sounds liked good. to see how that would do in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Bring well, it back. Yeah. Christmas in July. Tassie, uh, what kind of cookies would you go with for that uh, eggnog sandwich? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I'd, I'd say throw in all the holidays altogether a mini eggs cookie. Ooh. Wow! From Easter, yeah. Easter, my goodness! Double yeah. eggs. It's a holiday Holy cookie. Ice cream sandwich. I like mm. it. Well, you need to move uh, down to Australia in the southern hemisphere, where it is summer at Christmas time. <laughs> so that uh, eggnog sandwich would kill it down there. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No eggnog doubt. sandwich. You get like a little thing, push around on the beach, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sell those for the dozens. Uh, do you have an answer for this, Lily? Well, actually, speaking of Australia, it was uh, last uh, calendar year uh, when the uh, Team USA went out to Melbourne to play a couple of games, and Mm -hmm. uh, I was trying to get the whole starters crew out there to do some live shows, or at least do one live show, and uh, and unfortunately, uh, that sort of uh, those plans fell apart when uh, our contract wasn't renewed, um, so we weren't going out. I went out there anyway myself, but being out there in Melbourne, and uh, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Now that I'm here. How would I feel differently about it? Because I remember saying to you guys, we would have a big, big live show. No question, we would we would get a big audience there for it. Yeah. And now that when I was back there, I was like, I wonder if, if, if I was overestimating that or not. And then when I went to those couple of games, and even before those games, just around the city, like a few people stopped me and recognized me. You know, yeah, sure, humble brag, cool, cool story, bro. But the thing was, <laughs> being at those games, there were so many starters fans. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, this would have been huge. This would have been massive. If so we what, 40,000, 50,000 we could have uh, done? Yeah, probably, probably yeah. somewhere in that. No, honestly, I think uh, 5,000, we could have sold out a 5,000-seat venue because uh, we would have been able to get guests for it. It would have been great. It would have been a good two-hour show. Right in the heart of the city. <laughs> two hours show, what you call oh, yeah. them, the length of the oh, show. Oh, well, right? easily. Would have been two hours easily All with right. the guests. I, I, okay. I just know we could have gotten them, and uh, it would have Who been are we so getting? much fun. What kind of guests are we getting? Yeah. We're getting, getting some local celebrities, some big-name players, and uh, we, pr- we probably would have gotten one uh, player. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to Which ones, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, well I don't, look, I don't, want, I don't want to go into names right now, but I've got them all picked ready to go because I'm not giving up <laughs> okay, on this idea. Okay, okay. I'm actually We're- not giving up on this idea. I do think it can still happen because... At, at first, I was like, oh, man, now that the games have gone, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Why can't it just happen anyway? We could oh. go out to Melbourne anytime and sure. do this show. Uh, and it would be it'd be a hit. So I'm actually, you know, it's it's somewhere in the plans down the future. I mean, everything's screwed up right now, so who right. knows? But, uh, but uh, oh, man, it would have been so good. I just I was there in Melbourne. I was like, man, 
this is a huge what if. I mean, we started making a little bit of progress there, but not not enough. Well, at one point, like the uh, I don't know, the Victoria Tourism Board was going to pay for us to go. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was on the that's table. What we, that's what we were working on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was going to be great. You're going to have a great Come family on, Qantas, trip as well. Step up, let's go. Yeah, Qantas or Virgin Australia. It doesn't sure. really matter. I mean, anyone could have gotten on board there, but it would have been great to take uh, those of us who have kids to take the kids out for a trip as well. Spend three weeks out in Australia. You would have had a ball. Mm. ball. Three weeks, all right. Yeah. Quite a trip. <sighs> Somebody anyway, mentions one... Nathan Jawai in the comments. Oh, uh, yeah. well, yeah. He Nathan. would have been on the show. Former Raptor, former Raptor Nathan <laughs> yeah, Jawai. I think right. he's playing in the NBL. Yeah, no, look, yeah, I, I, had a, so. I had a few other guests lined up. Don't worry, there's some, there's some juicy right, names out there. Don't spoil it, because so. it's going to happen. Exactly. 2021, we're doing yeah, it. Well, yeah, I mean. Maybe 2022. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 23. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that's hard. a thing. Who knows? Everything they're they're almost uh, the coronavirus was out in Australia, and now it's back in. Mm. Just so uh, I don't know what's going on. But well, we anyway, go to New Zealand. No, they're the only one that has it under control, right? Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we go to the go and see the Kiwis. <laughs> All right, it's great. Uh, Trey, do you have an answer for this question? There was a time when we were doing the starters where it really seemed like we were going to get to play four on four versus oh. inside the NBA. Yes, we would have beat them, guaranteed. I think you can lock that one in. Yes. They are three former NBA players, <laughs> but we're in our athletic primes. <laughs> not really, but no, at least not. we're closer. We're a little closer to our athletic primes. Sure. And I have a feeling that we probably would have taken it a little more seriously yeah. uh, than Shaq and Kenny and Charles. I think Ernie would have 100% brought it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ernie would have been throwing bows out there, but um, we would have been able to get him in the cage. That's where we thrive. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, my answer is similar. It's, uh, you know, they were cowards. They didn't want to put us in the uh, Celebrity All-Star game. If we had been in it, we would have put on a show. Ratings would have went through the roof. Everybody would have been watching the next year. One of us would have got MVB. But they were afraid. They knew we would we would dominate. They, they knew it. Um, so similar answer to what, what you had there, TK. What were you about to say, Lee? Uh, well, I, I agree that it would have been fun to play those guys. But I remember seeing Shaq in a sort of pickup game only about a year or so before that. And he was just that thing. I don't, I don't care anymore. No one's calling fouls and just throwing oh, yeah. dudes around. Now, someone and, would have got hurt. And, oh, yeah, and that, that would have been the problem, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. That's that would have been awesome. I'd love to have that on my resume. Gotten because, tossed, I, but... you know, if, if if maybe we'd hit the first two shots of the game, these guys would have been like, we're not we're not losing to these guys. And then Shaq would have just been like, I'm throwing bows. I don't yeah, care. What are they going to do? Yeah, they <laughs> so, would have been screwed. If Tass was, I mean, if uh, Shaq was going to start taking it somewhat seriously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Charles, yeah, like 1% or serious. Charles, we would have been in trouble. Yeah. yeah, like Charles, we see he, you know, he's he's got a bit of a limp these days. He's not as uh, active as he was. Kenny's still in pretty good shape and can still shoot. Yeah, but uh, Shaq was the one I was just worried. Like someone's just going to get a you know smack in the nose, or a, a, oh, and Shaq God. won't care. He no. won't care. <laughs> no, you're playing hoops, and, and fair enough, right? Yeah. If the challenge was made, then then let's let's play physical ball. Yeah, we especially out in the cage that like uh, the support stanchion for the hoop is very close uh, yeah. to the actual rims. Somebody would have definitely gotten uh, clocked. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, too bad. Maybe one day we could still make that game happen. You never know. All right. Our next question here. Hello, No Dunks. This is 15-year-old Thomas from Lombard, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Currently, oh, though, mother. currently in Lima, Peru, mm. writing in. Ooh, what a connection. Was, yeah, I know. Who, who is this person? Um, towards the end of last season, I realized that you had done an incredible feat. Over 350 classics within about a calendar year. Something never witnessed before by humankind. I wanted to commemorate this accomplishment through a drawing. I know I'm not an amazing drawer, but I feel like 
I was able to capture the raw strangeness of No Dunks in 1920 on this piece of paper. For all the stream teamers or anybody watching later on YouTube, we're showing Thomas's uh, incredible artwork here. Uh, so detailed. It's got all of us on there, all these like little inside jokes. Um, I think it's extremely well done. Uh, I, I love this. Totally. So thank you for sending it in. We posted uh, to our socials too if you uh, want to go check that out. Anyway, he has My a buddy Grish is so jealous of yeah. this right now. <laughs> yeah. He would have loved to come up with this collage. Yeah, he could not. <laughs> no chance he could have done this. Um, anyway, when, you, when have you guys been completely in awe of someone else's achievement and have you ever tried to honor those glorious triumphs? Triumphs, excuse me, in any way. Again, that's from Thomas. Thank you so much for that artwork there. That, that is fantastic stuff. Um, Tex, you got an answer for this. Tomas, you are the man. Yeah, he's been a, a longtime fan here. Young 15. He's only 15. He, How's he yeah. been? Since Listening he was five. in the womb. Yeah, yeah in the womb. Uh, thank you so much for emailing that in. Uh, for me, uh, I realized this week that the Greek Olympics... Or the, sorry, the Greek baseball team has a Twitter account. I, I didn't think that Greece played baseball anymore. They had an Olympics baseball team in 2004. Right. And, and because they were the host country, they had to put a team out there. Yeah. So they got second generation Americans uh, that, you know, weren't on the American team, but but could could jump over to the Greek team because they had some Greek ties. So I noticed, yeah, Kevin Euclid, Ziggy Star Fox in the team stream coming up with names there. <laughs> People like that played. But this week I realized they had a Twitter account and they're selling hats. Hmm. A Greek baseball hat. And I almost made the purchase. Oh, You're seeing nice. it right now. Oh, that's a yeah. sweet hat. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a solid blue. But basically everything I buy now is solid blue. And I, <laughs> and I, I would just be buying a hat I wouldn't wear. So I didn't make the purchase, although I probably will one day. And now it's in my head. I'm definitely going to buy it. Uh, you got to um, Yeah, I can rock that. But... What I also wanted to show you, everybody on the team stream, <laughs> yeah, was this stepping on the beach hat, one of one. Yep. Thanks to our man Oscar Pope back at Turner, who made these uh, made these prototypes. They never hit the shelves, um, but I do have a one of one. I think uh, Lee also has a hat of himself with mm -hmm. his two thumbs that never made the uh, the shelves. But this stepping on the beach, baby, it matches the, that the colors good. almost. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We're what vibing here. We're pinking. Well, oh, Trey had the uh, the pocket darks too, which I think right. we should actually uh, bring back at some point. I, I love that little pocket dog uh, logo for sure. Yeah, there's what I don't know. We made six or seven different yeah. hats, and there's yeah. maybe fifteen total of them. And I don't actually remember who has most of them now. I'll see it show up on one of our friends' Instagrams every once in a while. I'll be like, <laughs> oh yeah, the starters finals hat. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great and Gordian's got a pocket dog hat. I know. Oh, that. oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a shirtless picture of him rocking the pocket dog. <laughs> pocket dog and brownies. Thanks for supporting the team. <laughs> okay, uh, Trey, do you have an answer for this question? Hey, if you win a reality show and you like no dunks, we're putting you on the show to talk about it because we like reality TV. We already mentioned it off the top. Wendell from Survivor had him on the show. Awesome guest. Really fun podcast. Same with Peter on the Great British Bake Off. We just got to figure out what other No Dunks fans happen to be on reality shows. Mm. Is there anybody out there who's, uh, you know, got a great voice on The Voice? Lee will talk to you about winning The Voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would. I would love to. Uh, I haven't really been watching it too much lately, although a friend of mine, you guys might remember, there was a guy who came into our studio one time uh, and he brought in a crate of beer. You remember yes. that? Yes. Yeah. His brother finished third in The Voice last year, <laughs> last the season. The, Amer is the American yeah. version. Yeah, wow. the American Holy. voice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was incredible stuff. But uh, 
I thought you were going to talk about that. Uh, did you? You brought in a friend, a Peruvian pole vaulter or high jumper? Oh, high jumper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my friend. Get he was at the uh, 2004 Olympics, actually, uh, Chuck. <laughs> Believe it or not. I was there. You were there. He was yeah. there. What a, wow. what, a, what, a, what a great trio that is. <laughs> the, the cool story uh, just keeps getting cooler hey, and cooler. Man. Any Olympic athlete, you're awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I remember, that, you know, as well, we're talking about the uh, Greek baseball team. I was always like, that. that's just so dumb to make that because there's no tradition. There's no history. No one cares. Even if they were to win gold medal, it'd be like, oh, okay, great. We've, we've put a whole 12 months of work into this effort and it's won and, and we're going to forget about it because it's just not a national thing. You know what I mean? Like the Olympics. <laughs> I think it would be a pretty big story in Greece if the Greek baseball team, for yeah, the first but, time ever playing, but, won but the gold medal. Like, we practiced for a year and we won the gold medal and we're dropping it. But that's what I'm saying. Most people, like most Greeks, would be like, oh, we won baseball. I didn't even know we had a team. Oh, great. We can. It's well, not a real celebration. It might celebration. inspire that's more people to take up the sport and get interested in the sport. Yeah, it's still whole. happening now. It's yeah. like if America took up cricket. You well, would say. see, that's oh, America should oh, take oh, up yes. cricket yeah, well. because uh, they would do very well at it, actually. <laughs> okay, well. And that's why, that's a, that's a part of the reason why 2020 cricket has been invented because it's a shorter version of the game mm. which should appeal to America. A lot of home runs, we call them sixes in cricket, in yeah. 2020 cricket. And, and it's a way of compacting the game because five days, people say, oh, my God, five days, how do you watch that? Even though you watch baseball 160 games a year, oh, my God. God, right. give it a rest. Uh, but this 2020 is a lot more fun. And that's another thing we could do out in Australia. We go to a 2020 cricket match. You guys have a ball. Yeah, but I heard uh, what's happening is a lot of people are just watching the cricket highlights now. And uh, they follow cricket <laughs> hey. Twitter. And uh, I think Ethan you know uh, Sherwood-Strauss has an article coming out about it later today. Well, uh, funny you say that because there is like an 8 to 10 minute recap after each day's play uh, on YouTube. And it yeah. is great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope cricket comes up in the U.S. so they could give Greece their baseball players back. <laughs> Come on, Greeks, get back, get back. Actually, the Greeks have a, a, a team. Surprisingly, thanks to the Twitter account, I figured I found out, and a women's softball team. They play sports. <laughs> they don't have a cricket team. So how the hell did we get off on this game? But what were you about to say there, Lee? Um. Uh... I don't remember. What was now. your answer? <laughs> oh, my answer. My answer. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. My answer was actually like uh, Peter was incredible because I remember when you guys started talking about him uh, and referenced how he had sent in a, a cake to the old starter show and that he was on this show. Right. And it was just so awesome that he actually went on to win this uh, win this show, which was incredible. And then and then when you had the uh, podcast there with him, uh, it was what a humble, young, beautiful man. <laughs> 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 what a great guy. I mean, I haven't got anything sure. to do to inspire myself to uh, acknowledge his achievement there, but I was just like, this is incredible. A 20-year-old right. kid uh, who's won a big, big show like that because that show, the amount of uh, engagement we had on that show was incredible. People watch that People more than they, they want to hear us talk about basketball. They want to <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so uh, I just thought that was, uh, that was awesome to watch. In a weird way, do you feel like you won... Also, the Great British Bake Off, Lee, because you inspired Peter to go out there and, and cake his face off. Well, not 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 for that reason, but more just like oh, it was like when we had Wendell. No, but like I was going for <laughs> Wendell in Survivor. It was kind of like that's my guy. I'm going for him, you know. And uh, he fell short, but to see Peter go all the way Same was just though, yeah. like it was like yeah. yes, we did it. We did. It. I didn't watch a single episode, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. well, I was really impressed when uh, Trey. I think you asked him. Like, were you listening to No Dunks while you're in the tent or while you're, you know, there on location doing the show? And he said, yeah. So, uh, 
Like in real time, we, you know, we were encouraging him to go out and win that challenge. <laughs> very, very excited. So, uh, congrats again, Peter. Go listen to that podcast. It's a, it's a lot of fun. He is. Uh, what did you call him? I called him delightful. What did you call him uh, there, Lily? Uh, beautiful young. Man. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all true, by the way. It's all true. Uh, all right, couple more here. Yeah, couple more. Hey, no dunkers. We just had to replace one of the toilets in our home. All right. Looking at the brand new sparkling clean porcelain throne, I knew it was finally time. Oh, God. I had to do a leapy. Yeah, my main concern in the past was hygiene. Something about it didn't feel right. But with the replacement of the toilet and the floors around it, and behind being scrubbed clean as can be, my excuses had run out. That's a good point. I settled in and did my business. Honestly, not a fan. But I'm still glad I did it for the culture. What's something that you had to do at least once just to say that you did it? Turned around, stream of piss, squatting. That's from EJ in New York. Awesome email. I love the honestly not a fan. I tried to mount the toilet like a weirdo and take a pee facing it. Not for me. Not for me. Uh, but that's a, that's a great great question, too. I, I, this is funny because, you know, I didn't plan on this, but we're talking a lot of, like, uh, you know, Greek ba- uh, baseball and Greek cricket and all the Greek sports. But mine is trying the olive challenge, right? The, like, that idea task. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there something that's like... You know, if you eat seven olives, like you, you will be committed to, you're, you'll be team olive. I'm not an olive fan, is what I'm getting at here, but someone always told me, like, you eat seven of them. By the eighth one, you're in. You're on the olive train. Oh, yeah. I, you love, if you can eat all of the olives, you'll I love try, them forever. I I've never this. heard that before. You never heard this? Oh, this You is, eat I, seven I, olives I and you're an olive fan for life. Uh, like a, I think, I think Laura told you this because she said it so yeah, many but, times. I'm like, uh, is this a thing? It is. I have it no is. idea. It is. Um, <laughs> but I love it. Take the olive challenge. Send us pictures or videos of yourself eating seven <laughs> olives in a row and let us know the change in how much you like it from the first olive to the last. Well, yeah, because I remember when I was younger, my mom does love olives, so they're around, they're in the house, but I hated them. I just don't like them. And I remember her telling me that, like, if you eat seven of these in a row, by the eighth one, you'll be, uh, you know, on Team Olive. And uh, I, I have tried it for the culture, gave it a go, and didn't work. So this challenge is, is bogus. It's like I just mm. was not uh, converted, is what I'm saying. So uh, mm. I, heard, uh, I know, Tass, you're a big Olive fan, so I feel no bad doubt, saying yeah. this. But I gave it a go, at least. I heard if you eat 10, you have to change your name to Ben Gulliver. <laughs> You're on fire today, Ellis. <laughs> on fire. Um, all right. Um, well, who else got an answer for this? Um, yeah. Well, I so uh, when I when I uh, when I first moved to Toronto, um, you know, I wanted to do all these Canadian things that I'd never done before, North American things. And so in the summer, I went to baseball and, and stuff like that. It was great. And then in the winter, it was like everyone said, you've got to go to a Buffalo Bills game. That's a real Toronto thing to do. And I was like, okay, great. So me and me mate Benny went out there. That's <laughs> a real Toronto <laughs> thing Benny to do. Benny and the to Bills. go to another country and another city. <laughs> and, but everyone said, you've got to go to a Bills tailgate. That's what yeah. it was, actually. And I was it's like, not, all right, great. Not wrong. So, yeah. so I was like, all right, great. So um, I kind of, uh, listen, don't tell anyone this, but I kind of snuck over the border because so many people come over yeah. And we drove across and they just said, have you got your passports? And, you know, the Australian one is blue and the Canadian one is uh, red, isn't it? 
No, it's blue. No, oh, it's blue. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so Benny just held up mine behind his and the oh, lady just sneaky. waved us through. Yeah, I know. Oh. I was like, that's probably a bit silly because just in case someone got a bit silly. And then I was going to have to get back into the country that night. Anyway, it worked fine. Did you lean out the window? Go Bills, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, when Jim I Kelly's got there, looking pretty good, isn't he? It was only, it was only probably October, uh, but it was freezing out in buffalo absolutely freezing and uh but it lived up to the hype like bill's fans are known to just go completely nuts yeah. before the game you know jumping off the cars into tables yeah. and uh, everyone was just hammered at like 12 o'clock i think the game tipped off at one and tipped we got off. tickets or kicked off whatever you know. yeah whatever the tickets we got were only 10 bucks but they were right up the top of uh bill's stadium oh, there you're sitting which, on a you're sitting on a metal oh, bench for oh, sure that was even colder and then it was windy as all hell up there as well i was never colder in my life <laughs> um you know and it was only october like i say what this wasn't january or february yeah, <laughs> so freezing but the craziest thing was being up there, it was like being in a in a bar or a nightclub. Like nobody was watching the game. Everyone was just completely bombed for the. There entire- must have been some fights, right? Um, you know what? I don't don't think I did see any oh, fights, but I just geez. remember looking around and people. No one was watching the game at all. Everyone was just so drunk at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and it was fun. It was fun to be there, but I just remember thinking like. This is so, so cold. Because the Bills were kind of big in Australia there for a while because they made the four Super Bowls and they and they used to broadcast those live. So I think right. the Bills have actually got a few fans out in Australia, even though they, they completely blew it every single time. But uh, so it was kind of cool to be there. And I had to go there for that. Like, I want to do this one time. And uh, I've never been back, but I've got no. that memory of just freezing, nearly freezing to death out in Buffalo and sneaking across the border and then sneaking back over the border later in that night. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you warmed up with a beer or two, but they probably didn't serve any fancy schmancy beers for you, uh, so you didn't have any. We, we, we went Couldn't straight get to the 7-Eleven. We went to the 7-Eleven and got... I did drink the Bud Light, you know, the big, like, just the big... Car bucket battery. Of, yeah, like, like, like $2, I think it was. And you were, just drinking, you were just drinking that for, like, the next five hours, and it was like... But I was like, yeah, I feel a part of it today, you know? <laughs> um... All right. Well, one thing I had to do for the culture was watch Tenet. I did it this weekend. Oh, my God. You bought it. I, I made the purchase. Yeah. Date night. Wow. You know, we I haven't been out with Danielle for years. So I thought 1999, <laughs> it's like five times the price of Home Alone. But I said, I'm doing it, baby. 20 bucks. I uh, got to do it. Everybody's going to do it. Um, and I'm glad I bought it because it needs to be rewatched over and over and over again oh. to understand what the heck is happening. Uh, it was it was one of those you got to stop. Let's have a conversation. Unfortunately, I don't want to stop, but got to have a conversation you were stopping about this. The movie to like you like, had to. Let's check I notes had to. Here. It was just wow. too much. First time through, there's no way you can understand everything that's happening or close to everything that's happening. Wow. Uh, so it's one of those you got to throw in the closed captioning too if you watch Tenet. Some low talkers. The <laughs> the volume between sound effects and dialogue. Oof. Um, yeah, that's Nolan's fault. He's his hmm. audio sucks like oh boy. Uh, uh, anyway sorry there were some struggles yeah there th- that was a struggle no doubt we, I, I noticed we had it up so high um because yeah you couldn't couldn't make out the dialogue, the dialogue. Yeah, and you're waking yeah. up the baby yeah Come on. waking up the kid but no Jeez. actually it was good i'm glad thank you christopher nolan i'm glad we can start to finally pump some sound into this house the kids will be fine <laughs> uh i had it up at 100 i had the, uh, the surround sound blast in the kids they were sleeping. They were so, enjoying so the sound effects. Here, here's the question. Did you like it? Is it good? Yeah, it's, it's good. It okay. is good. But, and you will watch uh, it but, again. you know, it's one of those. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll have to watch it again. Have to watch I mean, it Danielle again. is more of the uh, rewatch 16 times to understand what's uh, going on. I'll probably give it one more time. And if I don't get it, uh, like I'm, I don't want to go read about it. It's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough. So, watch. so the movie ended, and you, and it's safe to say you're like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I sort well, of have an idea, but I don't really know. Is that what you're? No doing spoiler. To? No spoiler yeah. alert. No, but, no, please don't. Uh, yeah, I won't say anything. I won't okay. say anything. It's okay. yeah. You're it's, confused. There's, you're left there's a lot. Confused. Okay. There's a lot going on. It's right. it's Inception, but five times that i'd Ooh, say wow gotta go right. deeper, <laughs> Way deeper. Oh, i already hate it i already hate it <laughs> it's you didn't tough like inception did you i didn't love it okay i mean it's fine i guess uh, all right it's i mean i enjoy be. inception i think it's fine but if this is like a souped up inception yeah i could see why that would be a little confusing for sure yeah um all right tenant you bought it hello oh, man i'm just gonna have to get over to tass's house watch tenant here soon i'm not <laughs> Can't even rent it. Splurgeon. No, you can't. I don't think you can rent it until January. Yeah, Yeah. right, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. Um, Trey, you got an answer for this question. Yeah, we've done a lot of pick and payoffs over the years. So we're always trying to come up with ideas. And one idea we had that we tried and never used was a shock collar. Skeets and I both (laughs) gave this a shot in the starter's office not too long ago. Uh, Take a look, Skeet. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I think uh, we started it on a three. A little interesting <laughs> on the arm. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, JD here saying, hey, that's three. You want to go to four? <laughs> I'll go to four. And I'll just take a quick little shot here on the arm. And it hurt a little too much to the point where we're like, Probably not the greatest idea to put a full-grown man with a dog collar shocking him <laughs> on the neck on TV. Um, would have been amazing, though. Would have been amazing, though. It's one and of we my do... biggest regrets. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been wish. a really like so good funny. pick and pay off because like this is and like that video too. You and I know Trey when it's coming. Yeah, like we have an idea. Yeah. Like, all right, go. You imagine you're sitting like we're hosting the starters or whatever, and like you have no clue who's pressing the button and when they're gonna press it. That would be petrifying. Um, well, and it Tass was a and I payoff. owe a pick and payoff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's still got shot collars around, JD. I still got it. <laughs> That'd be awesome if it had like a Wi-Fi interface yeah, and you could yeah. control it from there while we're sitting in our houses. <laughs> One of these days, we'll, we'll do One it. One of these days. And uh, yeah, I guess we, uh, I assume we're continuing the pick and payoffs, right? The season starts. Tomorrow. <laughs> it does not feel like it. Oh, man. Oh, all right, pick and payoffs. We'll be back. Woe boys will likely be back. All the good fun will be back in your lives here soon with the No Dunks Daily Show. But one more question before we wrap up this beach step in. Uh, AO, No Dunks Crew, longtime listener, second time emailer from across the pond in London, UK. I know you like those sweet, short messages, but you'll have to bear with me on this one for a little bit. After discovering you during your days as the starters, I was immediately hooked and spent my time listening to every one of your episodes from the very start. I finally got all caught up, and then you were on the move again to sign your next big free agent deal. My social media game is whack, and so I lost track of you. When I rediscovered you, I had another catalog to work my way through. Plus, you kept churning out that awesome content at high speed, making it even harder for me to catch up. I refuse to give up, though. And the other day, I got myself up to date and have once more listened to every one of your episodes. You're completely worth it for not only being the best basketball content out there, but also the best podcast in the world. That's very kind of you. Anyway, after that ramble, 
I do have an NBA-related question. Heading into another season with a short turnaround and everything else that will make this season an even bigger grind than usual, what's one thing you want a player, a team, or anybody else to persevere with this season? Keep up your GOAT status, respect others, kindness for all, education reform. That's from Darren, who has now listened to every single Starters episode and every single No Dunks episode. Wow, that's a lot of shows right there. I mean, how many did we do as a Starters? Over a 1,000, right? 1330 was the first line. God, was it that high? So yeah, and we done. Wow. Okay. You've listened to a lot of episodes there, Darren. Respect. So had to get your question in here. I'll keep my answer short and simple. I want to see a healthy Steph Curry for the entire year. I, I, you know, whether or not James Harden gets traded to the Warriors, I want to see Curry. And if he can, and if he can sort of take with no clay, of course, on the Warriors uh, to still an elite level in the Western Conference, and uh, you know he's just a blast to watch. It's a, it's a no-brainer pick for me. I just want a healthy Steph Curry. I want a healthy all guys like Kevin Durant and all that, but especially him, because the league's a lot more fun when Curry's you know dropping bombs from thirty feet and going for thirty and forty, and, and has those games where he hits ten threes and looks unstoppable. It's just a it's it's a lot, it's a blast. So healthy Steph Curry for me, Trey. What do you got? That's a good one. He uh, caught fire earlier in the preseason. Fun to watch. Always fun to watch when this guy is on fire. Something I hope continues to happen through the season is Kyrie Irving saging the arenas Mm. when he goes to play. He just returned to Boston. There was uh, footage of him walking around the court before the game uh, during his pregame warmups, just saging around. They asked Kevin Durant after. He's like, yeah, he's probably going to do it in every single arena he plays for. We love his energy. So I guess you just got to keep saging it. Might start it around here. Sage the bedroom before we start recording a classic. It's a guaranteed classic. Another thing I want to continue is the leaf blowers. You know, they were huge (laughs) during season one. We had a little bit earlier start today. We got a little uh, background leaf blowing noise. So keep up, guys. You know, it's going to be tough. We're coming into winter here. Almost all the leaves are off the trees. Yeah. Might have to switch to snow blowing. There's always going to be something to do. You're always going to be able to move something around uh, outside, right outside of my window. So always. please keep it up, guys. Yeah, there you go. All right, Lee, what do you have? Well, mine's a bit of a boring answer, but I- I'm going with uh, Giannis and the Bucks. I want them to go on and win the championship because Giannis has gone from like, oh my God, this guy's a freak to like a two-time MVP to now it's like, mm, can he perform in the playoffs? Right, and I think right. it'll just be a great way to sort of uh, the next chapter of this story for Giannis to then step up and drag this team, the Bucks, and win a championship on his back. I think that's that's really what he's missing right now because you know we we don't want to look back and just say, well, yeah, he he put up in you know gaudy numbers during the regular season, but in playoff time he just wasn't able to perform, and he's still very young. He's still got plenty of time. I was gonna say he's got to get in line, man. There's guys ahead of him. That he's I know, get but, but like but, Chris but Paul, again, and maybe Harden if you're a fan. And the story you know, about Westbrook. Giannis, though, like he only started playing basketball, you know, what ten years or something like that ago, and he's already excelled to an in- oh, in- yeah. incredible level uh, in the NBA. And uh, I think, I think though, now he's just got a few targets on his back. People are kind of like, ah, maybe this guy isn't quite, uh, isn't quite as dominant as those numbers suggest. So I would love to see him finish it off, win a championship for the Bucks, uh, And I think that would just be a great story. So I hope it can happen this year. It would be great because uh, I think he deserves it. Okay. Tess, what do you have? Uh, mine relates to the Bucks a little bit. Jabari Parker, who was drafted by the Bucks in 2014, is a number two pick. And ever since uh, we had him on the show and we gave him a cake that had number two buckaroo listed on it, uh, written on it, I should say, after uh, he was picked, Uh, you know, I've been a fan of his. He stayed after the show and signed everyone's autograph uh, requests. And I've been in his corner. He's played six seasons in the NBA now. Uh, He's on the Sacramento Kings. 
Um, six seasons, same as his dad, Sonny Parker, played in the league. I didn't huh? realize his dad played in the league. But uh, now his Sonny, uh, Jabari, is 26, <laughs> and he's a free agent at the end of the season. There's playing time to be had in Sacramento. Um, so hopefully he gets out there and, and is as effective as he was with the Hawks last year. He was decent with the Hawks. Uh, so hopefully he can find his way um, because he's a talented dude. Uh, you know, I like guys who bring out the sky hook. You can call him Kareem Abdul-Jabari Parker. He's a, He plays kind of fun out there. So hopefully he finds his way. Great picks. Let's hear from you guys out there as well in the stream team. Tweet at us at no dunk sink let's call it there that's uh, enough of today's beach step in we will be back tomorrow on tuesday before the nba tips off on tuesday night again still sounds weird to say out loud gonna have a special guest joining us on tuesday so make sure you subscribe to no dunks wherever you listen to us and uh help us out if you don't watch on youtube subscribe there as well hit the notification button hit the like comment why not if you download and listen to the show on apple Podcasts, leave us that five star rating and review i think trey you said uh maybe early in the new year you'll do five star friday for us is that correct yeah it turns out we're gonna be busy the next couple of fridays uh it turns out christmas is this friday and then after that this year, for some reason, a week after Christmas, New Year's. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a very ridiculous. Strange, so very we'll strange. hold it until January. But uh, get them in because they still count, even if it's December. Yeah. And uh, speaking of like Christmas or Christmas traditions when it comes to our show, we got something in store a little bit later this week for the diehards. Uh, oh, I'm also waiting on the Hamakashlema catalog to arrive. So hopefully, <laughs> uh, man, I mean, it's got to get here soon if I'm going to give you suggestions to get gifts for the holidays. But uh, well, we'll see if it arrives in time. So leave your five-star ratings and reviews over on Apple. Go get your new No Dunks merchandise. It's the No Dunks Basketball High School team. Let's be honest, guys. You got the gray. You got the purple. You got the black. We got champion shorts. We got the crew neck sweatshirt. It's lovely. So go to nodunks.com to get the new items or get the old items. Get all the items. Get them all, guys. All right. Call it there. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And one of life's biggest quandaries is, did Oliver Miller like olives? (laughs) Embrace the day. (laughs) You